the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Impulsive behaviors and addictions have long been a pandemic in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. God wants everyone to walk out of the darkness and into His marvelous light. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth starts now. This is Pastor John Allworth coming to you live from the KKHT studios. And uh, I'm sorry, we've had a little technical difficulty. No, um, no I can't hear Sharon. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> sorry about that, folks. I hope you're being safe out there. It's rainy and wet, and uh, people need to to drive carefully and safely. Um, let's pray. Father God, we come to you today with uh, gratitude in our hearts for everything that you do for us. We thank you for putting people in our path that uh, can help us. We thank you for your grace and for your forgiveness. And uh, we just uh, are grateful today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. We have a special guest today. If you'll give me just one second. Uh, it, it's not the headphones. It's just not coming through. There's okay. nothing. No, it's not, the, it's not the jack either. I'm sorry, folks. Hold with us. We're, we're having some technical difficulties here. I'll be right back with you. No, there we go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So sorry about that. You know, technology is wonderful when it works, and then when it doesn't, it's it's uh, it's tough. So we have a very special guest today. Uh, we're honored to have Chris Ritter. He's with the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program, or TLAP. And uh, you know, I talk about my ministries on here, but and some of you may not know, but I'm also a lawyer. I practice law during the week, so this is something that is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, addiction doesn't discriminate. Uh, it it comes across all races, all social stratas. Uh, you may not be struggling under the bondage of addiction, uh, but you probably know somebody that is. And it could be your lawyer. It could be your doctor. It could be your accountant. It really could be anything. It could be a loved one, a relative. And so this program is about hope and bringing hope and showing people that if you want help or if you know somebody that needs help, there's hope out there. So let's bring Chris into the program now. Chris, Hello. hey, good afternoon, Chris. How are you? Doing well. Glad to be here. Uh, hope that uh, we can plant the seed or at least share some some stories that may help inspire some people to get recovery. But uh, 
thanks for having me. Well, it's wonderful to have you on here. You know, you just said some things that are uh, incredibly critical in recovery. Um, you know, in my journey, and I've been transparent with my office, my audience, that I am uh, in recovery myself. And I can look back and I can see seeds that were planted along the way. Uh, God had put people in my path that were there to help me, and, and ultimately I was able to reach out and get that help. So tell us, Chris, um, you're calling from where? You're calling from Austin today. Yes, yes, I am. And you are with the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program, so or TLAP. Tell us what, what the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program is. Give us an overview, please. Okay, well, you know, it's probably a surprise to many people to know this, but because of the nature of practicing law, handling everyone's biggest problem, it's an extremely stressful profession. And as you know, but as, as many on the other side might not expect, they, they don't want to feel too sorry for lawyers. We, we deserve it probably. But, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but it, it has an extraordinary burden of handling all these big problems for everyone. And the stress is through the roof. And as a consequence of that, uh, about tw- 21% of all attorneys have serious uh, drinking problems. Many have other substance use issues. Uh, 46% of attorneys struggle with depression, and that's self-rated. Uh, and and so, uh, and, and many don't realize this, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of connection between the cycle of of uh, using uh, alcohol to maybe for me it was to medicate my stress, and uh, if I ingested. Enough uh, depressing alcohol will cause some depression, too, and so I struggled at times in my life. And, and actually, I would be happy to share with you how I landed here because I think it, it's a common story. It's not a lawyer story, but uh, tell me what uh, when you want me to talk about that, and I'm happy to do so. Yeah, I, I, but, I definitely want to get into that. You know, I, I looked at the website, and for people out there that – um, it, it's amazing the resources. This is through the State Bar of Texas, and uh, you may be a lawyer listening right now, and um, you know you may be afraid. You may not know where to go for hope, uh, for help. Uh, you may be struggling, or you may know somebody that's a lawyer that that is is having some difficulty. And this is an incredible program that offers all kinds of resources to people. And uh, if you go on the State Bar website under under if you look for lawyers, there's a, a drop down menu. And it's called the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program. And uh, there's just, I printed out all the resources that you guys uh, have online, and, and I printed out 10 pages of resources. It's just just incredible. And one of the things we do, Chris, in this program is is we're here to, to offer hope. Because I don't care where you are, who you are, if you're a lawyer or you're living under a bridge. If you want help, it's out there. It's amazing all the people that are that are working uh, in the recovery community, both in secular and and faith based recovery. And and so, you know, one of the things that that really keeps people from getting help, and I think a lot of lawyers is is the fear, the fear that uh, they'll be exposed, that people will understand they have a problem. But I, th- I think the truth is, most people, if you've got a a substance abuse problem they, they a lot of people realize it already you know you think may think you're trying to fool people i i saw that 
32% of lawyers 30 or younger have a drinking problem. I mean, that is just amazing to me. And it's so true. I remember, you know, early in my career, a lot of stress. And, you know, you come home and it starts with, with just a couple of uh, a couple of beers, you know, and, and, and it escalates. So, yeah, Chris, tell us, tell us a little bit about your story. How, how did you come to be involved in the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program? Well, and I, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because I uh, April first of two thousand ten I quit drinking. Crazy. That was many years after I needed to, and I tried many times as a, as a younger person to change what I was doing, change when I drink, uh, try to drink on weekends, try to just drink. Um, you know, beer instead of liquor, all of the traditional things that I, I didn't know they were traditional. I thought it was just me. But I knew I had a problem for years. This program existed that I work at, but I was too afraid for anyone to know about that I was struggling. I tried so many times on my own to quit. And, and I had other people in my family that struggled with drinking, and my and my mother with other with other drugs, and uh, because of that, I grew up. I grew up with my grandparents uh, because my dad had a terrible drinking problem, and actually, he he died at age of forty eight, which is the age I am right now. Wow! Uh, because of liver of liver problems, and just he was he was such a such a a, a case that. I didn't even touch alcohol because I was afraid of becoming like him until I was in college. And I thought I figured out that I was proving myself to be uh, not like him enough that I decided I could probably manage it. And I really didn't start using alcohol as, as as a habit for medicating my stress until law school. But that's that's where I struggled so much, and I was so afraid for anybody in the legal world to find out that I was drinking, you know, double digits daily for for many years, and uh, I tried to keep it secret. But by the time I finally did try um, a program that that many supported me through and uh, involved step work, and and by the time I got involved in taking some action, I was years past what I would have called the end of my rope. I was, there were years in there where I just was, was jealous of people in the obituaries. You know, I was sad about being here and I'd had, had no hope. And, and the thing that really today, even today sounds strange to say out loud because I was looking at a hopeless future because i thought well if i give up drinking i'm giving up the one thing that i've got yeah to get to get some relief and to me now it's so the opposite of that but it looked like that was the truth to me for years and i needed other people to show me that it's easier and it truly is it's so much easier to live without having to work that hard to feel okay you know, you know Chris, uh, as I listen to your story, and we learned this in in, in recovery, uh, you know, all our stories are different, but they're all the same. Uh, my family, you know, I'm 61 today, and um, I'll be 62 on May 3rd, my birthday coming up. But anyway, uh, my mom died at 61 of liver failure. 
Um, she drank herself to death. She got to the point where she didn't want to live anymore. Uh, her father died at 62 of liver failure from drinking. Uh, my father's father died at 62 of heart-related, uh, alcohol-related complications, uh, lots of health problems. Uh, and yet I walked down the same road, you know, and the thought of that, uh, you know, as just, just like you, I thought I could control it at first. And, and it, it's, you know, and I have so much more joy the back half of what you said today living uh you know for me it was it's not only sobriety and recovery but it's also my relationship with jesus christ but i have i was chasing those things and i thought i couldn't live without it i was just like you man i just i was just going ding ding been there um thought i couldn't live without it and, and now uh, you know the thought of drinking um god's been so good to me if i think about drinking i just think about a hangover and <laughs> it doesn't have any appeal to me at all but that's not everybody's situation but um and the other thing that you said that was just struck me so much is is the you know concern uh with our peers uh that we're going to be thought poorly of if we admit that we have a problem and you know we have we have trouble in men and just in our society in general uh asking for help and admitting but it's the best thing that anybody could ever do it is the best gift that's ever been given to me it changed my life and i'm eternally grateful for it and i can hear that same thing in your voice uh so oh, yeah so that that that's just a wonderful uh and and that's what you find in the recovery community you know a lot of people the other thing that that uh people resist recovery is oh i can't devote that much time to getting sober i can't devote that much time either to going to rehab or going to all these meetings but how much time do you devote to drinking or using drugs or whatever yeah. it is that you're doing you know it it really is a fraction of the time when recovery takes that uh, all that other stuff and hangovers and missing stuff and oh my goodness chaos and it is it's it's unbelievable how we were able to function because i was putting in eight or ten or eleven hours a day working on my drinking job and and also trying to manage a full life on top of that and it's just unbelievable how much time when i first quit drinking and a couple weeks passed and i felt physically better i was just amazed at how much time i had i couldn't believe you know and and uh but I will say, you know, the one thing I wish I had I had been able to see and, and to know, because I know so many people that just try to stop drinking, and, and, and they, they physically stop drinking, but they don't pick up the spiritual tools. They don't pick up the peer support. They don't pick up any professional support if needed. And they, they, they just are miserable. And yeah. I just, I think... One of the things I wish that was what I was doing for years is trying to quit hating life because I just gave up my tool for peace and had no others. And I, I really believe strongly in encouraging people to try it by substituting instead of just quitting on their own, by, by replacing that with spiritual tools and replacing it with uh, a fellowship and and having having the things that bring us the peace 
without all the work. Amen, brother. You know, the, the, I think it's called white knuckle quiddling, and there are so many people yeah. out there that do it and just are, are miserable. But it is, that, it is that spiritual awakening that I, I like to say, and, and I've had a co-host on this program from time to time, uh, Tony B., and uh, we like to call it supernatural, supercharged recovery. I mean, you know, when, when you turn that corner and you have that spiritual awakening and you start helping other people, that's what God wants us to do. And you start having that fellowship, iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens another. That's when that's when recovery just when it becomes such a blessing and, and so wonderful. So I, I'm with you, brother. I, I would encourage everyone uh, to and, and a good place to start is 12 step meetings, because those 12 steps are all grounded. And my belief is in the Bible. And they're certainly uh, the 12 steps programs talk about a spiritual awakening. And um, it, it's a wonderful thing. So uh, it's it's, yeah. it's it, you know, it's so wonderful to hear a fellow professional get on here because addiction as i said uh comes it doesn't discriminate man there's doctors lawyers accountants uh real estate agents teachers you name it there are people out there that that have a secret uh, secret life and and are under the bondage of of addiction and uh from my perspective whom the sun sets free is free indeed and once 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 you're free of that uh it's an amazing thing so uh i just you know one of the reasons i wanted to have you on is is this is an example but there are many examples of professions that offer help and assistance uh, out there. And there are many faith-based that offer assistance and help to anybody. If you want help out there, if you're struggling, if you think you have a problem, you do. And if you want help and, and, and you're struggling out there, you can email me at Pastor John. That's Pastor J-O-N at NCC Greater Heights. Pastor John, J-O-N at NCC Greater Heights dot org. Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org, and I will uh, introduce you to somebody that can help you. I'll help you find the right place. If you're a lawyer out there, then this is a great opportunity, and that is to call the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program and uh, call them at 1-800-343-8527. The last part is TLAP, 1-800-343-8527. And Chris, and he's got a staff there. Uh, it's confidential. You, they're not going to share your information with anybody, not the state bar, not anybody in the whole world, uh, because recovery is based on confidential principles. And, and they're going to help introduce you to people that can help you. So, Chris, how did you actually get with the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program? Uh, how did I mean, you know, I've got to tell you, I'm a little bit envious. You're doing a, a wonderful job and, and showing up every day helping people is a great thing. How did you get uh, connected with the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program? Well, when I got sober in 2010, I got very interested in recovery and, and, and actually as an insurance policy against me, um, falling off the path, I, I just continued to try to expand what I was doing with, with that and got involved in starting groups, uh, went and started a master's degree in counseling, which I finished in 2018. Wow. But I, uh, I was there for my granddad who raised me when he was in his, he was, he had a heart condition and I was there for him for his last couple of years. And when he passed away in January of 2014, the same month, my daughter was, uh, just right after my daughter was born, um, my wife and I decided we wanted to, to, uh, pursue something in our careers that were more aligned with our values and where we what we really our passions and mine was recovery and and right about that time there was a job opportunity at the texas lawyers assistance program 
which is a great way to combine legal and mental health and, and recovery all together. And so I came here. And I wanted to say as a testimonial to recovery, I would have I had a list of things that I thought I would drink over before I quit drinking. And almost all of those have happened to me. Um, that wife, I have a seven-year-old daughter now, but my wife got breast cancer in 2015 and, and died in 2019. Oh, and through all of that, which included tremendous grief, I didn't ever have the temptation to pick up a drink, and I found peace through the tools, the, the, the program that I work uh, and have been involved in, the spiritual peace I've found, and I've also stayed sober, which I think, uh, I say that not to brag, but to plant hope that there's really, and I'm a songwriter, and I still go do things around people that drink, it doesn't bother me, and it's a testament to the fact I was a slave to that to alcohol for so many years. It's a testament to what will happen to us when we have the things we need in our in our spiritual and in our social life, and where we we do things uh, a different way. And I'm just glad to share that today. And, and well, that, I'm glad I'm almost got uh, goosebumps hearing the coincidences between us. <laughs> Uh, your family and mine i, I was just going to say the same thing you know and i, I just I, you know i hope people can understand the hope that's out there for them the hope and the promise uh and what you just said you know jesus says you're a slave to sin paul writes you're a slave to whatever you obey and uh there's no question about it it's just bondage and you don't have to live that way you can live free and uh th- that's wonderful and and you've gone through a lot my brother and i'm 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 sorry, but I'm glad that you were able to navigate it through, through your spiritual awakening and 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 your your sobriety and and uh, that you got that wonderful little girl to take care of. That's that's a that's a blessing. Um, so I, I back to uh, y'all help people. Y'all help lawyers not just with substance abuse, um, but with other things as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So often lawyers, you know, they're under the rope anyway with stress, but they'll they'll uh, go through a divorce, they'll lose somebody, uh, lose a spouse, and a to to cancer or something like that, and the grief will derail them, or the stress is overwhelming, and they have a, a, a anxiety disorder. We can connect, and and really the the three main resources we have to connect people to or professional support, which is therapy or counseling or, or even medical help sometimes if, if someone is having um, a, a, a real serious issue and, and medication sometimes can be needed for certain conditions. But, uh, but therapy, professional help. But the peer support may be as important as anything because we can connect a person that has an eating disorder, that has a problem, that has grief over a loss to another person, another attorney who has had the same thing. And that can be such a big deal to have somebody you can talk to Absolutely. that understands what you've gone through because they've been through it too. Yeah. And then the third thing is group support. And there are groups across the state. There's two There's two in Houston. They're not meeting right now due to COVID. COVID yeah. but they're lawyers lawyer support groups 
and there's no traditions uh, that prevents me from telling you all about it. I went to Lawyers Concern for Lawyers meetings. They're they're twelve step based meetings that really focus on lawyers and law students, and they can they can talk about their particular struggles and process what they've been going through and support each other and and that and is invaluable really chris i told you this is going to go fast um I, yeah. I tell you what we're going to have to have you on again because this is a really valuable con- uh because it doesn't just apply to lawyers it applies to anybody out there that's professional that's struggling i want to invite people to break every chain recovery ministries which meets on friday night it's open to anybody even lawyers uh, and we meet at 901 wilson road in humble texas at 7 p.m we meet every friday you know it's it's about recovery and people are recovering as chris is just talking about from all kinds of things anxiety depression it's not just substance abuse relationships the bible is a book about recovery it talks about people going through difficulties and and uh it is a book about recovery and and we're a christ-based we're kind of a fusion between a 12-step um meeting and a, and and a religious service so we praise and worship and we have a biblical message and then we we get into men's and women's groups and we share just what chris was talking about we share our struggles and our victories and and are there to support each other i also want to invite people to sunday nights in the heights and we meet at 6 p.m we're a church plant a new church uh we're at 240 west 18th street sunday nights in the heights 6 p.m we're a bible-based recovery church uh come join us and worship with us 6 p.m 240 west 18th street we're non-denominational and we would love to worship with you Chris, it's been an honor to have you, my friend. Uh, I'm going to follow up this because I want to get more involved in some of these Lawyers Helping Lawyers programs. Thank you for coming on. Uh, If you'll do it and honor us, we'll have you on again in a month or so. It's been a pleasure uh, visiting with you, and I feel like I know you a lot better than I did before the program. Thank you for being with us today. Same to you. Thanks much. Talk to you again. Okay. Good night and amen.